genre. Hi, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell, and we're the hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we discuss, appreciate, and delve too deep into the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions, one minute at a time. You know there's a Balrog down there, right? It'll be fine. (laughs) Have you ever wondered about Hobbit economy or how wizards get their mail? Are you also in awe of Hugo Weaving's eyebrows? Then join us every Monday through Friday on our mission, quest, thing, only on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Bueller. 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 Welcome back, everybody, to Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we have Tim Garcia with us again. Welcome back, Tim. Good to be back. Thanks for being here. You guys wouldn't leave my house, so... No, we we have planted ourselves. You know how long it took me to set up all of this? We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. It'll be a long (laughs) week. Sorry. It's only Tuesday. This Tuesday, we're talking about minute number seven of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It starts with a repeated last name, and it ends with his mother in Decatur. I guess you say very, very famous scene. Yeah, one of, one of the most famous. Scenes. I think this is yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really great lines of dialogue in this week, and this is the one that's coming up movie. here is one of my. F- yeah, well, yeah, of course, in this movie, <laughs> done this movie, but I mean specifically Duh. in this week, there's good ones. There's ones that I use all the time. I, I I watch this movie a lot, guys. Gary watches really? this movie a lot. <laughs> we More had we had, uh, we had no Probably. idea. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so we get a little bit more of the roll call. Um, he called uh, Anderson's name at the very end of the minute, last minute, and we didn't see an an- we didn't get an answer. And then he calls it again. He's the kid in the back row with like the green hair that kind of like yells like here, like he's all mad. That, that he said his name twice. Like, you know I'm here. We're sitting in these assigned seats he was like, signed. God, like, God, why are you bothering you? me? Yeah, why are you... I, I think that even if he had a seating chart, he would still call the roll call. I don't think there are assigned no. seats. No. No? That's not necessarily a, a common thing. I mean, it's... I've been to a ton of schools that had teachers that had assigned seats. It depends on the teacher. Yeah, exactly. Do you exactly. think Ben Stein is the kind of teacher that like, would Like, maybe seats? I'll have some periods I've... in which I have a seat, but then there'll be other classes in which I don't. So, I mean, it just depends. Well, so the only thing I'm basing this is. on is here's John Hughes in the commentary calling this ever, Ferris Bueller's seat. If you ever have been to a college class, they're not assigned seats. No. We're not in but college. Everyone, I know, I know, but I'm just, I'm using an okay. example, Gary. Okay. You let me talk. You had me on to hear what I had to say. <laughs> I'm starting to regret that decision. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? why did we do this? <laughs> so, if you've ever been to a college class, there's no assigned seating usually um but people always sit in the same sure spot i will accept that. because they that's just they where get they used like to it to, they yeah, like they it or whatever it. people don't like change mm-hmm. and call and, what you will yeah and plus they got their friends next to it you gotta imagine yeah cameron and with people ferris probably talk. sat next to each other i wonder um, how many classes they have together i don't know um but yeah but they probably sat next to each other um so they you know they probably get used to the seat yeah. so it may not be an assigned seating chart 
and it may differ slightly week to week, mm-hmm. but typically, and People especially Ferris Bueller, okay. no one takes Ferris's seat. Oh, yeah. No one's going to take Ferris's yeah, seat. Yeah, because that's, that's Ferris's seat. I, I, okay. I can accept that. I can accept that. Where did you like to sit in your uh, like typical high school classroom? Depends on the class. Okay. Typically back, but some sometimes mm-hmm. front. I like to sit on against one of the walls, so there's only a person on one side. And then, yeah, usually, oh, you like... You got a good escape route if you mm-hmm. need to leave. And then, like, maybe a couple seats from the back. Like, not the very, very back, because you don't want to get... I don't want to get called on for being For in being the in the back. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's smart. So you got to sit, like, three, four seats up uh, against the wall. You get, like, a nice little... You're kind of in the corner, but... Yeah. It's good. Into the psyche of Gary Roby. Mm-hmm. That's where I used to sit. What about you, Victoria? Where did you sit? I didn't like being against the wall. I felt claustrophobic. Okay. Being, like, not having a wall, like, there. So I tend to, like, be kind of aligned with the desk because uh problem was that i had really bad eyesight but didn't have glasses i didn't get glasses until after i was out of high school wow should have had them when i was in high school um and so i didn't i couldn't see very well when you were like a toddler i would have been like i can see that i was like six. Oh no no not at all you there's so, so every picture of me has me without glasses closer to the d- Closer to the to the front so that you can read the board. There is a uh, more pictures of me without glasses than there are exist that with me with glasses. Oh, that's amazing! I've only known you with glasses. Well, there's a lot of people in my adult life that has only known me with glasses because adult adulting. Adult Victoria uh, doesn't take a lot of pictures. I don't like pictures. No, I'm not, and I don't think I'm very photogenic, so I tend to steer clear. But no, I would usually get the. And I didn't like being in the very very front, mm-hmm. so I'd either at least pick the second or third seat from the front but aligned with the board or with the desk because the desk is usually in front of the board just so i can see properly otherwise i'd be sitting there squinting and having to literally get up out of my seat and like stand kind of like in front of the board Mm -hmm. and write my notes standing uh so like yeah so it makes it easy for me a big part of it was where are my friends sitting i'd I'd try to sit next to my friends i think that was the biggest (laughs) i mean i I was a talker in class a lot i would talk all the time Oh, I was see. in like elementary school. I was in that way. trouble for being too talkative in class. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd, elementary, like, yeah. Deliberately I was. put in seats like facing the wall or like sitting. I still get mad at you for being too talkative. But that's uh, why I do a podcast. <laughs> in, in, in high school, I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't quite like that. I, I literally remember in like freshman year of high school going to a later period and picking a seat for the first time. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna be my mm-hmm. seat. And I sat down and I guess the people, someone that was in front of me on one side of me and behind me, they all knew each other. Oh, and weird. they, someone literally asked me like to give up my seat so that they could sit with each other. And I was like, no, <laughs> like this is what I chose. Go choose another one. Like this one's stand your ground. Yeah. And I'm like, I think it's so ridiculous. I'm like, no, what no. gives you the right to do anything like that to me? Like, this no, right? They just asked. Like, yeah, and I said politely, said no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was, I was very polite. I said no. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. It's like, I like my seat towards the front. Now I can sit anywhere because I okay. have glasses now. There you go. Yeah. So in this one, we learn that Bueller is apparently not in class. No. No. This is the only connection no, no. we ever get to Ferris Bueller being at school. And it's his empty chair. Um, he's sick. He's sick. Talk about the very famous line, yeah. Bueller. Yeah. Everyone quotes <laughs> Bueller. this. Bueller. Anyone, anytime anyone repeats a name, Bueller. anyone, you know, someone's not showing Bueller. up. Bueller. Anyone. Any, yeah. Anyone. Yeah, I think that's 
hugely famous line. Yeah. Uh, oh, very. Ben Stein says that he's pretty sure that when he dies, his tombstone's just going to say Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. He's and like, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. It's a great, it's a great line. It's he, he is, Ben Stein is fantastic at what he does in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's very, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. And then we get uh, the response from Adam Lee sitting in the front row, uh, who I've dubbed 31 Flavors. We actually get her full name. Her her name is Simone, which we'll learn in this exact minute. But she says, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid who's going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Uh, which I like. I always thought that was fun. It's like such a tongue twister. And I still, obviously, I still can't do it every time. Like, I just, uh But it's great. It's the same. It's a similar, the, the Spaceballs gag. Where... Remind me. Lone Star. I am your... And he does the whole long... Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're like, right. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's How not, they're related. Yeah. And it, it makes no sense. <laughs> no, of course not. No, of course not. But it's it's very high school, though, of it. it you know, the very, like, oh, yeah, I heard for the grapevine, rape, you know, mm-hmm. my my roommate or whatever, you know. It's yeah. It's very... All the rumors that, that happen in mm-hmm. not the just high school. The way they spread in the really, sort of, like, like extension yeah. of it. Just life. Yeah. Rumors. Um, Great album. <laughs> it is all right. I was gonna say something. What was I gonna say? Oh, in the commentary, because Ben Stein responds, he goes, "Thank you, Simone," and she's like, "No problem whatsoever." Like he says, "Yeah," like he doesn't care what she's saying, she doesn't care what he's saying. It's just school, <laughs> which I like. No, uh, I liked it. I think she. She was seemed very eager to please. Yeah. There was very mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. suck up. She's like, look, I know what happened. If yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying here. to help you. Look at me, and that's she's looks like she might be sitting in the front row. Yeah, deli- yeah. You know, I think so, so. That's, you know. And and he's just like, thank you, Simone. Like he's used to. She's always the one that pipes up. I bet. Yeah, that's always. definitely. That's why she's sitting there. And then uh, and then he calls and then he jumps from 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 Bueller to Fry, Fry. Mm-hmm. Fry. So alphabetically, there's no one in between. Which is a long, that's Bueller a big jump. Bueller and Fry. That is a big jump. Considering how many, yeah. There was like Adams, Adam Lee, so Adam many A's, Song, Adamowski. One B. Yeah. Bueller. Bueller. And then and there's then no C, no D. No. Just right to F. That, I wonder if that's ever happened to them in their school years since they in, in their Where since their known each names other. are back, back to back in the roll call. Yeah. I bet you that doesn't happen very often. Couldn't, couldn't happen. No, there's no way. Well, I mean, it happens here. Yep. And they cut to Cameron Fry's house. Which um, is beautiful. It is oh, gorgeous, guys. We've, we've already seen... I wasn't here when we first saw Ferris's house. Yeah. Which is also a very nice it's house. It's very... Like, this that one's in a, Long Beach. It's very... seven bedrooms. The, the, the Ferris house. Uh, this house is also known as the Ben Rose house. It, the last... Well, the first time I was in Chicago, they actually sold this house. Oh. Which is in... 2014. I remember it was a big deal. It just, because they'd been on the market for a very long time uh, prior to that. They dropped the price down to 1.6 million, I think is what it went for in 2014. Uh, It is two separated houses, or two separated buildings on the same plot. One of them is like the house proper, and then the other one is like a four-car garage that also has a bedroom and a kitchen and uh, and some other stuff there. It's very nice. Yeah, it's a very, very nice. Yeah, it doesn't look... Yeah, I don't know how I would like. I guess he shouldn't throw stones. He does live in pretty much a glass house. Yes, <laughs> yes. A lot of curtains. 
lot of curtains. What, the curtains? I just like it's surrounded by like trees. It looks. Mm-hmm. It's like built like it. over a ravine, basically. So the house, this well, the garage is like on stilts. Yeah, the establishing shot makes it look like that's the house, though. Yeah, yeah, it does. We'll see also, it again later, though. Yeah, we see. So we meet Cameron here for the first time. But mm-hmm. first, we see the phone. Yes. And the so phone, seems phone to with be the answer machine. In a weird spot. Yeah, because I can't see it. Because he's it's clearly, it's like under his bed, and he can. It's reach like on to it, the bed frame, and he can reach to it with his right hand. Mm-hmm. But then when we see when we zoom out and we see it again, there's no phone. Yeah, I can't see it when we like cut to him in the bed. Um, yeah. It looks like his blankets just hang down, and that there's nothing below. Like there yeah. isn't a ledge for this. To be on. So this phone to he, be hiding. Yeah, he must... He must... I guess he does. He's pretty tall. He has long arms. He does have he's long a, arms. Because I guess it's almost on the floor now, looking at the bed. Maybe he had to, like, lean over. Yeah. Floor, like, real, real, real deep, real far, dramatically. Um, That hand that we see press the button on the... To answer, that is John Hughes's hand. Oh, it's not even Cameron's hand. A very, it's a beautiful hand. He needed a really dramatic button push. And no one on the day was getting it. So when they left, at the end of the day, he just stayed behind and shot the button push by himself. He, he wanted to really dramatic. It needed to be really dramatic. Button push. Mm-hmm. And so both of the button pushes you see are both... John Seems like he's hand. reaching for the button before like he needs to. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. Um, I noticed when me. I was taking my notes yesterday that when we see the establishing shot outside the house, mm-hmm. you can hear the phone ringing. Yeah. Um, from outside that, like before we right. cut into yeah, the yeah. bedroom. So the phone rings and then he reaches to press the phone and then it rings a second time, like right before he picks it up. So that's the second ring when we cut into the bedroom. Okay. There is a, there's an earlier, there is an earlier one that's like muffled, but you can hear it in the mix. This house would be a terrible to live in. I, you would need some blackout curtains cause it's pretty bright in that room. Mm-hmm. Even with all his curtains. Even it with is really his bright. curtains. Well, then he, he doesn't, doesn't like and you can't, shot. you don't really get any you know, like wall decorations. It's just all windows, which I guess is fine. But if you get a cool post or anything, you can't really do anything with it. Right. You can put it on the ceiling. I'm not surprised that, like, Cameron's room is really boring. I, like, feel for him. His yeah. house is like a museum. Well, we learn later that you can't touch anything. Yeah. yeah. It's very cold. Yeah. Uh, I like, did you ever have one of those? He's got, like, an electricity yeah, ball. Yeah, like, sphere where you touch it. And the the sphere. Yeah, I had, I one, had of one of those. It was cool. I had a I had friend one. who still had, had one, one of those. And a lava lamp. I, I do have a lava lamp. Still? Yeah, still. I've had it since I was seven. Does it still work? Yes, it does. Awesome. Yeah, he yes, proved it, it and he plugged it in one day. Mm-hmm, yeah, let it play in the uh, let it let it uh, heat up while we were recording. Um, my friend had one of those, and I was always afraid that if we broke the glass, those like electric <laughs> spires were gonna just like around the room, and it was just gonna be like a <laughs> like a crazy sci-fi movie all of a sudden. Right. I was very afraid. Oh my gosh. Um. Thankfully, that doesn't. That's not. No, how it works. that's not how that works. It's got. It's what is it got? Like a. I mean, I don't know. I didn't take notes about this stupid electric ball yeah, thing either. It, it is his like one decoration. It is his one decoration. He's got two like very sparse lights, and then otherwise his room's just decorated by medicine. <laughs> medicine, <laughs> pretty and much. Tissues and pretty much. He's sick. He is sick. Poor. He's not sick. It's psychosomatic. He just can't think of anything good to do. Um, hey. Save it. Sorry. That's I would think bad. he'd rather go to school than be stuck at home in a cold-looking place like that. Yeah. So, um, we get a little bit of a phone call between 
Ferris and Cameron. Uh, Ferris calls him Cameron Babe. Cameron Babe. What's happening? Like booby baby. You know? yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a Hollywood producer very call. Little. Well, yeah, he's very. How do you, you know, feel? With his, True. as we learned last thing, with his Donka Shane. And, yep. and uh, he's, he's into that kind of 40s mm-hmm. sort of. You know, hey, how's it going? You know, exactly. Uh, it's another thing that makes Ferris so cool. He is cool. <laughs> Ferris is cool, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, "Is your mother in the room?" And she goes, "She's in Decatur." Uh, Decatur is a town in Illinois, about three hours from Chicago. And the only thing interesting I found about Decatur is that is it is a uh, claim to be the soybean capital of the world. <laughs> wow. Ooh. That's, she's uh, in Decatur. That's exciting. Vegetarians Unless she's in Decatur, it. Georgia, but I assumed that because they're in Chicago, it's probably Illinois. Yeah. But there is Would a Decatur sense. in Georgia as well. So she's in the soybean capital of the world. I wonder how long she's been gone and if Cameron's been with his father for the entire time. So that would cause him to be sick. Yeah. I think. I would. I agree with that. Uh, John Hughes said he really liked the way that this, um, the way the comforter lays across Alan Ruck's body, it makes him look like a mummy. It does yeah. look like a mummy. So he tucked him in even more, like, to exaggerate that. Um, we'll talk about the score and the effect that has on the music later. He's in, like, a sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets, yeah, it's definitely, it's cool. Basically. But, yeah, I love, this is the first time we see Cameron. This is the Cameron! first time we see Cameron. Do you want to talk about Cameron? Yeah, I love Cameron. Love I Cameron. think he may be the main character of this movie. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would also um, agree. I think he's the one who has the biggest character arc in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's about him learning to believe in himself. Yep. Bringing it back. Because, yeah, because it's, it's... Ferris doesn't really have an arc. He just, as I think I talked about yesterday, about he just sort of starts one you way know, and just kind of moves through the movie. You... I think that he kind of does have a moment of learning. I, I think he learns to, like recognize that the people around him like do have an effect like the people around him aren't just air that he can manipulate um it it takes cameron to like standing up and deciding he's going to take the heat like it kind of humbles ferris a little bit we'll talk about when we get to the end i think there's a scene of that but i think he immediately also um (laughs) his sister also comes to his rescue at the end too right so i I think that yeah i think that it's something it's probably not a lesson it's not it's not something he carries it's something he just like oh thank god that worked out (laughs) (laughs) you know he just sort of just keeps moving you know i i don't know i just think he just kind of goes through and does but that's the point of ferris is it's that that whole kind of competence porn it's like let's watch this guy Mm -hmm. keep doing things yeah and not getting caught and that's you know that we see that I think there's a degree of that. I mean, these other shows definitely have characters with arc, but uh, like House of Cards, you just mm-hmm. see how Frank Underwood yeah. just keeps doing everything, and is he's a terrible person. I, mean, I don't think he's you know Ferris Bueller's not that bad, but no. like you know he's a terrible person. But you just see him just keep doing things and being awesome like, at it and oh, getting away with it. Like you know, you kind of you kind of come to admire the proficiency, even though it's not. It's not something that you would, you know. Root for. Yeah, exactly. And then that's Ferris, you know, you're kind of like, holy crap, he could just do anything. And he's figured out a way to, you know, create a giant booby trap. And I think every kid who watches Ferris Bueller dreams of rigging up, you know, the, the contraption he has later in the movie to make it look like he's asleep in his yeah, bed. Yeah, we got to talk you know. a little bit about it because we saw a little bit of the preemptive, like, setting the trap. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not um, even really a trap. It's not even a trap. an illusion, a- Michael. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I have a little bit of script stuff to talk about before we wrap up this minute. So I'm trying to pull the script back up on my phone real fast. There is a whole bunch of monologue that's not in the actual movie here oh man because um, that's what i was i was like this movie doesn't have any monologue in it really there's no there's not enough is there not enough <laughs> yeah there's just, <laughs> there's just no, not enough there's just not enough monologuing <laughs> so here's some more some more monologuing um after he says uh i could be the walrus and i'd still have to bum rides off people he says i'm not very political i'm not very political there's like a question mark let me put that into perspective. And he starts talking about like his uncle who went to Canada to protest the war. And then how later when he was drunk, his uncle was saying that, uh, he wished that he had, he felt guilty for not fighting in Vietnam. And so Ferris's response was, what's the deal, uncle Jeff in wartime, you want to be a pacifist. And in peacetime, you want to be a soldier. It took you 20 years to find out you don't believe in anything. And, and he got grounded. Um, so he tells that little bit of story. And then he talks about my mother was a hippie, but she lost it. She got old. And if she listens to the White Album now, she doesn't hear music. She hears memories. Nostalgia is her favorite drug. It'll probably be mine, too. I hope not. I definitely uh, will. Sorry, Ferris. Yeah. You're not going to be like yeah. this all your nope. Yeah, no kidding. Nope. <laughs> Reality's going to set in after high school. He has um, a very might long... might continue through college. That's true. That's true. Yeah, campus. he would own college. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then we have a very long bit about a guy named Garth Volbeck. Garth Volbeck? Mm-hmm. So, Ferris, on his dresser, he has an Odd old name. model of a submarine. Well, I think they use it in Expanded Universe for Star Wars as Garth Volbeck later. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Yeah, that was... Uh, he's, he, he picks up this old, like, model submarine that's on top of his dresser, and he says, In eighth grade, a friend of mine made a bong out of one of these. It's, it's, the smoke tasted like glue. His name was Garth Volbeck. He was a serious outsider. Not a bad guy. Uh, and he was a good friend. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm probably his only friend. I do what I can for him. I mean, if I was him, I'd appreciate it. Do unto others, right? Anyway, his mother owns a gas station. His father's dead, and his sister's rumored to be a prostitute, which is complete bullshit. She only puts out so people will hang with her. It's sad, but I don't hold it against her. Better to hold it against the guys who use her and don't care about her. My parents never allowed Garth over here. It was because of his family. Mainly his older brother. He's in jail. I could see them not wanting his brother here because he's a registered psycho. I wouldn't want him here. I once watched the guy eat a whole bowl of artificial fruit just so he could see what it was like to have his stomach pumped. That's This guy's crazy. Garth Volbeck's older brother is a monster. Is it, is, he is, ate is, a is bowl a, of fake, why of was fake fruit. Was, I don't know. I don't know. We're not there. there. But Garth isn't his brother. It isn't his fault that his brother screwed up. A lot of fights with his parents on that point. I always felt for Garth. I was sleeping in his house once and I was laying on the... I don't, I don't want to read this. I don't even care. It's, why is it's this just, even here? So he keeps going on it, about... It and so basically what happens... What happens is he's talking about this guy Garth, this friend of his that he wishes he had done more for, but instead this guy's now become... He's gone on to follow the footsteps of his brother and has become a drug dealer and has become this. And so like he's he failed this kid that was his friend. Mm-hmm. And... I think the only point of this, like, this extension of the monologue here is, like, it shows a little bit more of why he's going above and beyond to give Cameron this last great day off before they're graduated, because they mm-hmm. won't have time to do something like this afterwards. Yeah, um, but I think the line later in the movie sums that up perfectly. Yeah, I you agree. You don't need to go in through this long monologue about so, so, Darth so Volpeck. Darth, <laughs> Darth Volpeck. Uh, oh, wait, Darth Volpeck. That's a great 
crossover. <laughs> oh man, that's true. That oh would, my gosh, that's got to be on the internet somewhere. <laughs> Darth Vulpix. Yeah, it's like a a black Vulpix with like a Darth Vader helmet. It, it would definitely be at least a Vulpix wearing a robe with a red lightsaber. There Perfect you go. Saber. There you go. Laser sword. Laser sword. Uh, Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so there's this whole Garth Vulpix thing, and the only other time I think anything about Garth pops up is that the uh, towing company that tows Rooney's car later on is the Volbex. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll see that. But that's that's it. That's all of Garth we get. Um, and then we have a little tiny bit more uh, of this monologue. He says, One very serious danger to playing sick is that it's possible to believe your own act. That and boredom. A lot of people ditch and they feel great about it for, an, for about an hour. Then they realize there's nothing to do. TV and food. I myself have ditched and gotten so bored I did homework. Figure that shit out. Uh, so that you was have... one of the things. That was one of the questions. Later, we see that he was, you know, he he'd been absent. This is his ninth time yeah. being absent, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what's he doing for the other eight? Because this is clearly like above the big and beyond. One. Yeah. But like, what were his other eight? And that that's at kinda least cool one time learn, he, like, he got just stuck did doing homework. homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he says you have to plan things out before you take the day off. Otherwise, you get all nervous, worrying about what to do, and all you do uh, is get grief. And the whole point is to take it easy, cut loose, and enjoy. You blow your day at about 3 o'clock when everyone's out of school. You're going to wish you'd, done, you'd gone to school so you could be having fun. So Avoid the misery. Plan your day. Do it right. What do you What do you think? Do you think, like, this reputation of Ferris, do you think this started his senior year? I feel or like this semester is? is the most dramatic of it. Because it's his okay. final semester, his senior, like, he's about to graduate. But, uh, my thing is, do there. you think his first, because nine times this semester. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he started playing hooky. A long time ago. A long ago. time ago. So, yeah, so it's not... And he, you didn't now think he, he spent just, the first three days going, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then now he's finally figured it out? No, I think I think, think all, all, I think all nine of these have probably been pretty good days. Okay. Um, I don't know if he had, like, Cameron with so him. I don't know if... you could have a Netflix if, uh, TV show. Let's not have a Netflix guys, TV show, but... the Ferris Bueller TV show is terrible. I don't want to talk about it. it oh, it exists. It, it was a 90s it show. It did exist it at did one exist. point. Uh, I've talked about it briefly last week. Was it animated um, or was no, it No, it's a, it's live, a action? live action show. I don't like the kid who plays it's Ferris. Awesome. He immediately, he's not, you need Ferris to be charming for the character to work. And I don't like the character. I'm just like, oh, like I just. Did it take place his senior year of No, it takes place his freshman year of high school. He mentions the fact that the movie exists. And then he takes a chainsaw to a cardboard cutout of Matthew Broderick as Ferris Bueller. It is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. He, talk, he talks crap about the fact that like Matthew Broderick played him in the movie version and he's a freshman in high school and he hasn't gotten with Sloan yet and yeah. his sister is a senior well, and oh his, <laughs> his sister played. is played by Jennifer Aniston yeah whoa yeah, yeah. I kind of gotta watch this <laughs> I watched the first like 10 minutes and went this it was garbage it's, it's so bad like you showed yeah. it to me and I'm just like this is so bad I need to watch the whole thing I need to watch it my spinoff show is gonna be the Ferris Bueller TV show <laughs> podcast and i'll talk Tim, about if each you episode do this, we'll, we'll put it up on our feed <laughs> we really it, would, it would be great it's just, oh we'll god just, he'll, he'll make is us there a cameron it. in the show or is like, uh we get that far show when, well i would say there would when, have to be but when they're getting ready to go to school everything. Jeannie does not want to take her little brother to school with her with her so uh cameron shows up in a limousine oh because his parents are, are, are loaded super you know. wealthy but so is ferris's Parents. I think his. I think, I think Cameron's, Cameron's more, more probably. Well, yeah, that. Well, no, didn't he say he bought the Ferrari for like super cheap and restored it? No, I don't think that's ever mentioned. Oh yeah, no, he does. He all he does is 
uh, rub it with a diaper. No, uh, no, no, I think we'll, he, I think we'll, they talk, we'll talk about, about it when yeah, we get to that minute. That's that's a few weeks from now. Yeah. Um, that would make sense too, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, both their houses are super nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his mom gets to go to Decatur. Yeah. So yeah, I guess then yeah. Anyway, getting picked up and go, going to school in a limo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never see the limo. No. But now and then he downgrades to a shitty car. Yeah. And it is shitty. It is shitty. But Ferris doesn't even have. Anyway, no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was everything this minute. Shit. How are we? How are we feeling? I all my notes. Feel terrible. No. I feel terrible. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, garbage. Gar- garbage. <laughs> Get Chris Radke in here. Uh. But yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it was on my notes. Yeah. No, yeah, this is a great. Um, one of oh, my favorite lines. Oh, next minute, there is one last little, like tiny little piece that I want to talk about. When uh, when we cut to Cameron's room for the first time. Um, we hear a piece of score that's called Cameron in Bed that we'll hear more of later by Ira Newborn. But in the script, he's listening to Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's not Sunday. No, it's What's not Sunday. What's the significance of that? I don't know. I think okay. it was just the song he decided to write in the script. Interesting. And then they couldn't get the rights, and so they didn't use it. Actually, I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. Yeah, they spent too much on Donkey Shane. <laughs> they spent so much on... No, I mean, I, I bet you a lot of money went into Twist and Shout. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. And the Star Wars theme. They were worried they weren't going to get that. Yeah. Ah, that would have been, yeah, three years after Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe. But was... I mean, Lucasfilm was a powerhouse, but... I figured they were only getting... I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. What's their other form of revenue besides merchandising and... License it. Anyway. But yeah, Twist and Shout's probably a big one. Mm-hmm. Even though that song's pretty old by this time. Yeah, and and I just have to wait till the parade. There's stuff I want to talk about about the song, but yeah. we have a while till we get there, too. But yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for joining us again, Tim. Of course. Do you want to come back tomorrow? I Well, you're in my house, and you won't leave. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, so we'll see you in the morning. I guess. We'll see you in the morning. Uh, everyone else, come back tomorrow to join us for minute number eight of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all of those things. I did all the plugs yesterday, so you know where to find us. And uh, yeah, Donka Shane. Save Ferris. I haven't decided on a call on a, on a sign-off yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. Life moves pretty fast, guys. Life moves pretty fast. Oh, 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 oh.